You see then, my friends, we are no children of slaves. Galatians 4, verse 31, today, from today's epistle. The American philosopher, Arthur Lovejoy, once described John Milton's poem, Paradise Lost, as the paradox of the fortunate fall. I have entitled this sermon, The Fortunate Fall. The first part of the paradox is the horrible nature of sin, and how we so readily fall into it. When we go to Holy Mass, we first consider and confess our sins. We call to mind our sins, mortal and venial, occasional and habitual, petty and notorious. Then we recite to ourselves the Confidior, in which we do something rather unheard of today. We blame ourselves. We do not place the blame for our sins on poor parenting or on our environment or on our genetic makeup or even global warming, but ourselves. Mea culpa, mea culpa. Mea maxima culpa. This drumbeat truly humbles us before God. Mea culpa. We did the bad deed. We admit it. And we deserve to pay the, we deserve to pay the price. It makes such sense, does it not? That if we commit the crime, and confess the crime that we do the time. This is the first part of the paradox, the mea culpa. The second part of our paradox is the profundity of the divine mercy manifested in Christ's grace. In his letter to the Romans, St. Paul declares, when sin abounded, grace did more abound. For a few weeks from now, at the Easter Vigil, we will sing a beautiful hymn of praise, the Exalted. The Exalted is sung in honor of the risen Christ, symbolized by the Paschal Candle. It is chatted in a darkened church with only the light of Christ, the new fire illuminating it. In a darkened world, Christ is the light of the world, for the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not destroy it. The most moving line in the entire chant is the phrase, O Felix Culpa, O happy fault. O Felix Culpa, 
que talum actantum merit habere redemptorem. O happy fault that gained for us such a great Redeemer. How can a fault be happy? I'll give you an example of one. Suppose, suppose I was a bachelor and I nearly died from an awful car crash. I required a year of therapy before I was back to normal. That would have been a great evil for me. Let's say a beautiful young nurse attended to me from the moment I arrived at the hospital and cared for me during my therapy. I fell in love with her and I married her. The girl of my dreams. Not changing the nature of the bad event which befell me, a blessing came from it nonetheless. Oh, happy fault, the gain for us, such a great Redeemer. The British scholar, Monsignor Ronald Knox, once observed, Go to the other religions, and they will promise you your sins condoned, your sins discounted, your sins explained away. Only as Christians do we understand and in the confessional, do we experience the divine contradiction, sin forgiven. Look at the New Testament. It is replete with examples of this. The prodigal son, who returns home repentant to be received by a joyful father and a big party the stubborn lost lamb who insisted on doing his own thing and got lost and stranded as a result. But it was because of that retrieved lost lamb that the angels in heaven rejoiced. Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus, the embezzler, <coughs> And, and dishonest businessman, a budding burning Nadoff. When he repents, finds our blessed Lord a guest in his home. Oh, Felix Kulpa. St. Paul, in his letter to the Romans, explains the paradox. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners, and that is proof of his love towards us. God's grace is out of all proportion to Adam's wrongdoing. The act of grace following on so many misdeeds resulted in a verdict of acquittal. A verdict of acquittal. Earlier I mentioned doing the crime and confessing to it and paying the price. 
But the good news is this. We don't have to pay the price. We don't have to pay the penalty. Christ did on the cross. As a priest, as a confessor, for more than 40 years, I have heard a multitude of sins. People struggling with their lives with unbearable personality traits, with drugs or alcohol, or both, with marital infidelity, with birth control, with same-sex attraction. For many, it, there is no quick fix, only a lifelong struggle. The church is like a loving parent teaching you how to swim. To some, it will come easy. But to others, it will be a struggle. And she will have to rescue you more than once. Yet she is there insisting, commanding you that you do it. She encourages you but she's always willing to rescue you when you can't. The church knows the complexity of the human heart. The great British poet, Catholic poet, Francis Thompson, the author of The Hound of Heaven, which describes Christ as a hound dog, hunting, hunting, hunting down Sinners was a lifelong drug addict. He would free himself and then fall again. Free himself and then fall again. He was weak, so very weak, but the church. Like a good mother watches out for the weakest of her children. Oscar Wilde, the gifted playwright and raconteur, struggled all his life between two loves. One was the illicit homosexual liaison, and the other his love for the Catholic Church. But it was not in the arms of Lord Alfred Douglas that he died, but in the embracing arms of the Catholic Church. Felix Kulpa. Some time ago, I read a story which personifies the Felix Kulpa. And it concerned arguably the greatest jazz musician of today, Winston Marsalis, nine-time Grammy winner, and the artistic director of jazz at Lincoln Center. During the month of August, he would play with a small jazz combo 
in a small club in New York City. One night he performed an unaccompanied solo on his trumpet of the 1930 ballad, I Don't Stand a Chance, I Don't Stand a Ghost of a Chance with You. A music critic who was present that evening said the performance was haunting and moving. As Marsalis came to the final phrase of the song, each note got slower and slower and slower with dramatic pauses between each note. Then someone's cell phone went off playing one of those idiotic tunes. The mood was destroyed. But the great musician, Marsalis, did not hesitate. Without pausing, he began to improvise on the tune of the cell phone. In the words of the critic, weaving glory out of goofiness. Then he brought the condenser down to the final notes of the original song. So God weaves good out of all our misdeeds. O oh, Felix Culpa. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost.